0: This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out.
1: What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 478 for January 19th, 2021. Uh, I am back with you, along with the usual crew. Good to have everybody here. Although not for much longer. We'll get to that in a second. But don't worry, it's not like a permanent thing. I, that was really <laughs> ominous. Like not for much longer. Anyway, Ryan McCamery here. Miranda Sanchez there. I uh, Brandon Tyrell also there. Good morning. And the person I was referring to a moment ago, Destin Legary here for now. Bam! Hey, everybody. We
2: got to make this a hype episode. Cause I'm going on paternity leave after this.
0: Yeah,
1: baby, yes. Yeah, I got to savor the bam because it's uh, we're gonna be without it for a while. <laughs> but it'll be fine. It'll be back. So, yeah, Destin, this is your last show. Uh, you are you've got your schedule set, and then of course the baby will will have the baby's own schedule. But yeah. uh, <laughs> you're not gonna be here next week either way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, looking, looking to
2: it.
1: <laughs> yeah, are you, are do you, do you, do the two of you feel ready? You feel what's uh how's you know, it's your first time. So how are, how are things in the household right now? I cannot
2: wait for the baby to be here and to kiss his feet. I know that sounds weird, but like, I want to play with him and like, I'm really, really excited to be a dad, honestly,
1: like in, in all truth, like I, I have, like, uh, I'm, I'm just stoked. <laughs> Love it. You're gonna join IGN the the IGN Dads Club. There are we're we're a growing contingent at the office yeah, right, these days. Right now, I usually don't
2: share like really personal stuff, but right now he's kicking like all the time and like I kinda like touch his feet and stuff and then he stops. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, you sing to him and
1: it's yeah. Anyway,
0: sorry.
2: Well
1: it's gonna be fun and and <laughs> you'll probably still have some good times for video games when you're up doing late night feedings and you've just got a, you've just mm. got a baby on you and you could just, you know, you, you can have a controller in one hand yeah uh, and, <laughs> and, 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 you know, what, with the baby in the cradling in your arm. So are, uh, do you have like a backlog of games lined up since you're going to be not working?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Like with, I've been locked in the house for so long. I've largely played everything that I want to play. And, you know like with a little baby i i probably wouldn't play anything like too gory or violent so i should probably get through high busters before he's here <laughs> that's a quick one 3 hours yeah yeah so i'll probably knock that out like this weekend or something and nice. then uh then just figure out what i want to do from there the mass effect you know games that's that's like perfect that's probably what i'll what i'll end up playing
1: yeah, if that rumor from last week ends up accurate, it'll be towards the end of your paternity leave time. Could be could be a perfect way to to end your time off by just rolling the, the trilogy again. Give it one last go. Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of cool video games, there is one out this week, the first major new release of 2021. And it's a good one, getting the, the gaming year off to an excellent start. Hitman 3, mm-hmm. Luke Riley from our Australia office, giving it a nine out of 10. Uh, I can't wait to play more of this. I don't know if I have any other stealth game fans on the panel. I had reviewed two, gave it a seven-something. The story was horrible, uh, and the, the sandbox was good. But this one, you can just, like, just playing the first mission, which I did for preview, I think I talked about it on last week's show, It's they really just kick things up a level. And it's uh, I was glad to to watch Luke's review and see that it's it's just every mission is absolutely phenomenal. So, do check that out on Xbox One or your Xbox Series X or S if you uh, are ready for a new game there from the after the fall holiday rush. Let's get right to it here. The big story of the week. So, we found ourselves smack dab in the middle of of a just Lucasfilm news blitz when we recorded last week. We got the Lucasfilm news, we got the indie news, but then after we recorded, there was more. And that is uh, Lucasfilm, Ubisoft hooking up on a new deal for a game from Massive, the makers of The Division. Uh, Ubisoft is working on a story-driven, open-world Star Wars game with Lucasfilm. CEO Eve Guillemot says it marks the start of a long-term collaboration with Disney. No other gameplay details have been announced, and Massive is still, quote, actively recruiting for the project The game will utilize the Snowdrop engine used for the Division games and Division 2 director Julian Garrity will direct this project as well. No indication has been given as to whether Massive Star Wars game uh, would be single player or multiplayer or what. Well, it is going to be single player, but whether it's going to have multiplayer stuff, uh, what part of the Star Wars timeline it would be part of or when it might be released. Uh, Destin, you've probably spent the most time or maybe no Brandon. Both of you guys have probably spent the most time in the Division (laughs) <laughs> uh, compared to the the rest of us here, and I'm just sort of curious to start with uh, Destin. I'll start with your take here. What uh, what do you make of this? Another another new Star Wars game, not with EA, and it's with the developers of the division.
2: So you know, thinking about this, division comes really close to being great and it just kind of winds up being good. You definitely hit a point where you're just like, all right, I've done everything in the division. I'm, I'm good for now, but they, they have a lot of uh, interesting things with the builds and, you know, how you collect this cool loot and everything. And I could see that quite easily adapted into a star Wars, like IP. So imagine this, I think, Swatter, Swatter, (laughs) Star Wars, uh, The Old Republic, you know, written by Drew Karpishan, you know, Mass Effect writer, Mass Effect fame. Imagine he writes something for Yubi that is sort of like this sort of RPG-like game in the vein of Division, where we have really, really excellent storytelling. We have uh, RPG-like mechanics for RPG fans like myself, fans of like Destiny and Division 2, Warlords of New York and such. And um, I I think it could be really, really interesting. I don't know that it'll just be like Division, but Star Wars. They're definitely going to have to like tweak a few things, but I am, I'm actually quite excited about this. I think this has the potential to be a great Star Wars IP.
1: So interestingly, it's funny you bring that up, that whether, whether or not this is just going to be the Division Star Wars. That's my fear as a, as somebody who is not on, not really a game as a service looter shooter kind of guy. I just Mm -hmm. don't, I'm not willing to put in the time and do the grind even though the games as you said, The Division's excellent, Destiny of course has 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 had a long uh, excellent history and uh, there've been one or two other ones as well. Brendan Tyrell, you did a lot of the Division coverage over the years as well. What mm. were you sitting with this?
0: Well, uh, quick correction, I never played The Division 2. Uh, okay. I missed no. the I you mi- know, I missed the window and just it was too late to the boat. So yeah. uh, I did play a lot of the Division 1. Obviously, we did the IGN first on it as well. Um, so I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about it, right? Because Massive is a great studio. They know how to do a cool open world um, without being able to speak to sort of the mechanics and the grindy nature of it, which I agree with both of you. I don't think we need another like grindy Star Wars RPG. Um, mm-hmm. The last thing I want is to see like a bunch of yellow numbers popping out of Stormtroopers. <laughs> but what I what I do think... Uh, massive does really, really well as the world building element of it Um, just based on, and again, I'm going back to New York because I didn't play two Uh, just based on what they did with the city of New York, right? How in depth it is, how um, detailed it was. There are like a ton of little environmental storytelling touches everywhere. So like just kind of walking around the city, you could, you could really glean that, you know, there there's a history there and, and there are stories that were told here at one point. So I really like that aspect for star Wars because I think we can all agree one of the strongest elements of Star Wars is just how expansive and varied its lore is, right? Like, you can really get into the weeds with some of it. Um, And we see, you know, Disney and Star Wars and Lucas, like, exploring that and all the various different franchise properties they have going on right now. So I would love to see uh, Massive's take on an open world Star Wars. But what I don't want to see is, you know, Massive's last two games solely took place in, like, one area, New York and then Washington, D.C., and I think Star Wars, one of its great strengths, is the variety of it. So it would be, I think, a missed opportunity to have it all focused on Tatooine, or uh, you know, or on a single Star Destroyer, right? If you right. play as like Kevin, the the you know, the janitor, and a Star Wars destroyer, and you like slowly work up their wings or whatever, cool <laughs> idea. But I want to, I want to see us go to different, various locales throughout the Star Wars world, and um, you know, I, I don't imagine. I, Let me rephrase that. I think Massive absolutely has the talent to make a a, a varied open world Star Wars game. It's just I would like to see, I'd like to see them go in that direction rather than have it solely focused on one particular location.
2: Well, I have have a follow-up Kevin reporting for duty, sir.
0: Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Level (laughs) two, you're on security detail now, Kevin.
1: (laughs) I'm moving up in the world.
0: Collect your orange vest and head out to the, (laughs) the promenade.
2: I have a follow-up question for you guys, sort of about your take on Star Wars. So, like, uh, Jedi Fallen Order was absolutely fantastic, and mm. um, I, I think that franchise will hopefully continue, even though this deal is sort of changing with EA. Yeah, we'll talk um, about that in a sec. Yeah, we have we have the multiplayer shooters. We're looking at Star Wars Battlefront right now, you know, so that, that checkmark has been made, but we really don't have a, a great... RPG game right now within the Star Wars world, unless you count Slaughter, which is, you know, you know, still Still going to play. Yeah. That's an MMO. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about an RPG though. So I guess what I would ask is Ryan, you've often said that uh, the original uh, Knights of the old Republic is one of your favorite games. That's basically what the division is where it's an RPG where you level up and you become more powerful and you get delivered, you know, a a core story. Um, So, could you explain a little bit more about, you know, why you would have an issue with an RPG-type game, even with uh, the knowledge that KOTOR is one of your favorites of all time? Well, I'm just I,
1: Yeah, I didn't yeah. say an RPG. I said a looter shooter. Uh, and ah, I, okay. They're, they're definitely two very different things. It's, uh, it's yeah, I, like you said, I don't want yellow numbers popping up over the heads of everybody that I take but aim that at. that
2: happened in KOTOR, right? Like, you uh, would lightsaber them, and, like, you would, you know, take down well, the health, and...
1: I don't want to grind. Let me put it that way. And it's yeah. like, you could say, okay, yeah, you could grind a little bit in, in any RPG, including mm-hmm. including KOTOR, but it's it's wasn't built into the gameplay loop and the gameplay mechanic the way that looter shooters do now. And again, I, I sit here, I'm the old man yelling at the cloud. Uh, <laughs> that, I know that that's a lot of people, like you've been doing, you've been playing Destiny for six years, Destin, and you've done it, you do a show about it, uh, and you love it, and millions of people do. And so I realize I'm not I don't pretend to speak for anyone except myself. But yeah, I just I if if we're gonna get an open world Star Wars game, I hope it's it's just really really focused on story and not like yeah well, you know, do another you know do another uh wave of stormtroopers to try an inch closer to your cool new Hollow belt or whatever well, what,
2: what if what if it was more like uh valhalla then would that be a better better game for you guys because you have like a core story that you could just play through and then you have all these branching narrative side quests that you could do uh, h- how would you guys you or brandon feel about a game like that
1: well i want to go to miranda first because i haven't haven't made it around to her and we're kind of Sorry, fearing miranda. off in, in a couple different directions oh, here so <laughs> it's
3: okay I mean, it's interesting listening so um If you are a long-time listener, you'll know Ubisoft games aren't really my jam. I think a lot of their open worlds feel very bloated and samey. Like, it feels like I'm I'm playing a lot of the same things over and over again. I think that was especially true with The Division. Um, When I started playing that, I was like, oh, wow, look at this. It's New York. And I was like, wow, it sort of just feels like I'm going to the same places. I I just didn't really do it for me. And so I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with a Star Wars spin on that. Um, I kind of align with Ryan and feeling a little worried that potentially this is just going to be the division with a Star Wars skin on it. But I would like to think that they're going to do a little bit more, um, you know, I I think the division is fun and it definitely appeals to a lot of people. But there's also just that. I guess what I'm worried about is where does this fit in Star Wars? Like I'm trying to think of like how many more games do we want to play as a Jedi, which maybe some people are like all the games, but also like, I don't know. I just want something that's creative with this story. And I think if you're going to do an open world game in the Star Wars universe, you're going to at least want to get somebody a lightsaber. Like someone's going to have to have a lightsaber at some point. Yeah. And I guess I'm just a little worried about the fatigue of having to play this same sort of Jedi story over and over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah mean,
1: a couple of you have brought up this point. Uh, so I want to, I want to get to this now because I share it as well. This and I, this this sort of again fear, and I'm using air quotes because we're talking about video games, not real life things. But um, but this this uh, anti desire to have it be just the division with with a Star Wars skin on it. Uh, so Ubisoft actually issued a quote in their blog, their blog entry about the game. They said, "We look, we truly look forward to creating something totally different from what we have done in the past." While upping the bar for the industry, so yes, it's corporate speak, but at least that's a that's a recognition and a and a seemingly an indication that they don't intend to just make the division Star Wars because you know it's I think it's it is it cynical of us to assume that that would be the case. I don't think so because when you you know you look at this industry, it's a the game industry is is very risky. Game budgets are huge. Uh, only like blockbuster games tend to succeed and everything else tends to have struggle making money you've got massive uh, is a team in place that has the talent already assembled to just make the division star wars and they've got the engine and like they've got everything there to do just that so i think it's a it's it's a reasonable concern on our part as as gamers but i i'm definitely comforted a bit Uh, by, again, a bit, because we still have to see how this turns out, but I am comforted by that quote from Ubisoft. Miranda, I don't know if that makes you feel any better, too. Yeah.
3: We're so just, again, curious about what the potential is for what this game could look like. And and honestly... Ryan, I feel bad because I would not be opposed to some sort of looter shooter, although I don't know what that would look like. I, I mean, maybe if it's it's set like within some of the Resistance or the Rebels, whatever they want to take it, some Rebel force somewhere else. Honestly, what I'm really hoping we start seeing is these games further expand on the Star Wars universe, like further move out from these main stories and really establish some part of Star Wars lore that isn't really explored in the current canon. I think there's so much out there that... Is just isn't touched, but then what we do have now is like the same characters over and over. Like it always comes back to the Skywalkers, it always comes back yeah. to the Rebels, or it always comes back to Resistance. It's tied to these few points that are so set, and we really know these things. And I, I just wanted to see some to be able to score something else, right? Um, I think there's a lot, obviously, stars is a whole universe, so there's like a ton of space out there. Um, and to you guys' point, like I think travel has to be part of that as well. Curious to see, like open world, many open worlds, hopefully, uh, <laughs> and we'll see how they can can build around that. And I hope that's kind of what they're trying to hint at, as far as like this is different from anything we've ever done. You know, like making it really interactive and vast is what I'm hoping for.
1: Brandon, uh, Miranda kind of makes me think of well, if it is a looter shooter, what if it's kind of a, a, a plussed up looter shooter version of Republic Commando? You know, like a four-player, you know, you could you could get something like that going. Alternatively, what if uh, in in you know a few a couple of you have, have brought up the point of of not wanting it to just be in one place? Hmm. Is a Mandalorian story? Could could it be a Mandalorian game?
3: I I always what, hesitate on talking about that because it wasn't that game technically canceled. What
0: <laughs> 13,
2: 13, 13. was that? Yeah, Amy, yeah. Amy, Amy Hennig's game, right? We could have had
0: yeah. that. But. Yeah, we, we could have, but we didn't. But I think, Ryan, your line of thinking is is really kind of in line with with mine. Um, I mean, just based off, and again, is it, like you, you said, we know all the pieces that they have and done in the past, and it'd be silly for us to think they're just going to rest on those laurels and not try something new. But, you know, considering that game's not out for two and a half years and we've got, you know, a couple months to fill of talking about it, um, I, I'd say, I, I think like a, a bounty hunter style or like, you know, like Joe used to be a Republic, like fighter and lost his way, you know, like salt of the earth kind of getting, uh, Kevin and Joe. Yeah. Y-
1: Kevin, why y- Yeah,
0: sure. Sure. Um, but you know, like drowning himself in whiskey on, or blue whiskey on some godforsaken <laughs> moon on the, on the edge of the universe. Um, I, I feel like it, you know the division the team massive is is really poised to do a more grounded story rather than to bring up Miranda's uh, point about space wizards. like we've seen a ton of space wizards before. Um, those are cool, but I also really personally hate uh, when every main character in a in a universe is the same characters we've met over and over and over and over. Um, so I would love you know it's how we get cool new characters, like the protagonist from uh Battlefront, right? She's great we you know star killer eventually or originally didn't exist Ashoka, from yeah, Ashoka didn't exist, like we have all these cool new characters that we have now that didn't exist you know in the original trilogy uh so I really hope they flex their muscles but i I do think that you know their pedigree and their history kind of lines up perfectly with a, a bounty hunter esque blaster based jetpack based kind of, kind of dude. Uh, And so, you know, maybe not a Mandalorian, but a bounty hunter or something like that certainly fits the mold rather than massive doing a, Hey, you're a Jedi and you get to wander the galaxy solving problems for people as, as a space, as a space cop wizard. Like that, that's cool, but we've seen that a lot. So I, I would love to see, I'd love to see them focus on that grounded side.
3: But what about this guy? Ewok game? You're just yeah. an Ewok. You're just running running around yawn yawn nub, and then you have your little little Ewok baby trees. That's all I'm, I'm yeah. looking out for. I love Ewok. I think that
1: game would sell uh, actually. An, an, like Animal Animal
0: one. Crossing Kashyyyk. or Animal oh, Crossing oh, Endor. Okay. There you go. I, I I don't
2: think I don't think this will be a game as a service, but I do think it will be an RPG of some fashion.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah. A- Assassin's Creed is an RPG. You know uh divisions in rpg basically uh games service rpg but it's going to have those mechanics but it's probably rpg light i don't think you get like a linear narrative because i think ea has that that nailed with jedi fallen order yeah and it's i think this is to differentiate and service a, a crowd that jedi fallen order is not meeting
1: well and to your point jedi fallen order 2 is almost certainly in production right now yeah. at respawn uh the first one did very well the either CEO or CFO, one of the high up execs at EA on an earnings call said they think of it as a franchise. So they've, they've pretty much, you know, left quite a breadcrumb trail uh, towards that there being a sequel. In addition to the fact that uh, it would seem now, this is where I want to talk next on this. It would seem that EA's exclusivity deal is coming to an end. Now there's some, I've seen some chatter out there with, with this announcement of people think, Oh, well, the, so the deal's over now. Maybe, we don't know for sure. And I'll read you EA's statement here in a second. But I think the more likely scenario is that it was a 10-year deal and it's going to go, so it started in, in 2013 and it's going to go into 2023. Uh, and this, based on the fact that this, this massive game doesn't have a name, uh, that there's no trailer, there's, it sounds like they're just Starting it, and you know, Lucasfilm wanted to get out ahead of the announcement. Uh, I would expect this probably won't come out until at least 2023, which I know Brandon, you were sort of uh, hinting at earlier. And so, yes, is this? Th- it's definitely the end of the EA exclusivity agreement. It's just a question of whether it's over now or whether EA still got a couple of years. Uh, their statement on this is as such. Uh, we are proud of our long-standing collaboration with Lucasfilm Games, which will continue for years to come. Our talented teams have created some of the most successful games in the history of the Star Wars franchise, including Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Star Wars Battlefront, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, and Star Wars Squadrons. We love Star Wars and look forward to creating more exciting experiences for players to enjoy. Uh, now, that sounds like corporate speak to me, which again, I'm not throwing shade at EA. That's Every company does this. That sounds like a a, a, like a putting a good face on yes our exclusivity arrangement's over but we don't want you to think that Miranda
3: yep we don't want to talk about it (laughs) don't worry about it don't worry about it (laughs) don't worry about it it's fine
1: (laughs) Uh, Brandon are you uh you You concur do you think uh so do you think it's it's suddenly done now maybe it was a seven or eight year thing or, or do you think we've probably got a couple more years to go you know, I
0: uh, honestly I don't remember, that was a long time ago, but for some reason the 10 year figure sticks in my mind. So, uh I would imagine that, you know, Lucasfilms It's there's only <laughs> you can't keep a lid on something like this for too long, right? So Lucasfilm games like now they're laying the groundwork. It's like, "Hey, this is our new entity. We're working with a bunch of different partners." Um and if development is starting now, again, it becomes hard to to keep wraps on that. So, uh I, I do, I do think that this is just you know playing the long game and, and setting up the foundation for like, hey, we are going to have a lot more Star Wars stuff to, that comes around. But if the only things in development are things that we've seen announced, none of these games are going to be around before the exclusivity deal ends, if it is indeed a ten-year deal. So I, I tend to side with you on this. I think uh, it's going to expire in 2023, and when it expires, rather than like good news, more teams are developing Star Wars games, it's like, hey. Here's a new Star Wars game from Ubisoft. Here's a new Star Wars game from a, you know this studio or that studio. So
1: I mean, I guess you can kind of look at it. It it sort of was only a seven or an eight year deal with EA because they could the get two a years. Yeah, right. yeah. Like they signed the deal and then they started development on Battlefront. Whereas now with the with the deal ending and Disney choosing to work with multiple publishers, multiple developers. They can go. Okay, well, this this EA deal ends on this date in 2023. We can get some other projects spun up now, and so that they can hit the ground running with this uh, when when the deal ends. Now, the final thing I wanted to talk about with this is uh, the future of the division. And I'll go des- Destin's uh, Destin's way <laughs> first on that. Changes. Yeah, welcome to the show. That's uh, I'm a 40 year old man. That still happens from time to time. What are you going to do? I'm human. Uh, Destin, so we know that there are two two major projects going on at Massive. One is, of course, this Star Wars project, and two, they haven't talked about it for a while, but they're making an Avatar game over there as well. Uh, so <laughs> between between those two and the fact that the Division Two's director is directing this Star Wars project, I think is it is it pretty safe to say, Destin, that that the, the division is over, at least if not forever, for the foreseeable future yes
2: look at that that. Nailed it. <laughs> Next I, I don't question. really know what else to say. Like, uh, you know, OK, this huge team that's been working on the Division Games of Service, uh, Ubisoft has publicly said that, like, it. I believe they said it didn't meet sales expectations. Or, or am I thinking about something I don't else? remember
1: any quotes about its performance coming up, but I'm far from an encyclopedia. these well, OK, days.
2: so I'm, I'm not going to say that. But I mean, you have the Star Wars license.
1: Yeah, you're that's going really to, it.
2: You're going to focus on Star Wars, right? Like Division's fine. Maybe we see it division three in like five years or something but i don't know i don't i don't think so i think division's done and i think they they go all in on star wars
0: and maybe does anyone has anyone heard from the avatar team like is that still in development i imagine it's still in development because no news is no news but you know we've collectively been waiting for this tsunami of avatar related properties and media for five six ten years now Um, and I just, uh, apparently James Cameron has like 12 of these movies in the can and just ready to go from what, from what it seems like. So I don't know, maybe, maybe the avatar team is going to shift over to star Wars until those movies are closer to coming out. But with COVID, it's just like a lot of balls in the air right now. And I'm not sure, like just based on the fact we have not heard a single thing about avatar for a long time. Um,
2: And and they did say that they did say division two did not meet sales expectations on an investor call in 2019, so I think that IP uh, is is gonna go on the back burner for a while. Yeah, Miranda.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say, every time I hear Avatar game, I always think Avatar The Last Airbender, and I'm just like, wow! And he's (laughs) like, oh, that Avatar, the blue people, okay.
1: That was the one on the original, or on the 360, where you could get a thousand, all 1,000 achievement points in like three minutes, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I, you I did it. booted it I up, was, right?
1: Totally guilty of that, because we were at OXM, and it was like, all right, I got to see this. And sure enough, you load it up, and you do like three things. Cool.
0: In that, 100, that 100% was like left to the last minute in the production pipeline, and they were just like, oh, yeah. screw it, boot up the game, a 1,000 points, go. Just right. get it, get it into certification.
1: But Destin, um. I think you made a great point, uh, before I circle back to Miranda, that, that you know the Division, yes, it's Tom Clancy. Yes, you own it, so that's great. You don't have to pay anyone to use it because they outright own Tom Clancy these days. Uh, the, the, that is a brand, I should say. But yeah, I think you made a good point that if you're given the choice between Star, a Star Wars game or a, or a Tom Clancy, the Division game, the, the higher ceiling is on the Star Wars game.
2: Yeah, of course. And like when you have publicly said it didn't meet sales expectations, like cl- clearly like there's the massive team is going to be working on Star Wars for the foreseeable future. And they're probably stoked about it.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, they, sure. they,
2: they probably loved working on Division. I know a lot of the people over there like really love that franchise, but they're like, hey, guess what? We're working on Star Wars next. Like that's that seems like good news
3: to me.
0: That, that was a hell of a Monday morning meeting, for sure. Like, everybody yeah. was probably jazzed for the entire day. Yeah,
3: I would be. That's what I was going to say, too. I think this could be, like, a nice palate cleanser, too, after doing two of somewhat similar games. You know, you're building on those systems. You're learning so much. And now you need to take all of what you learned and apply it to Star Wars or Avatar. But hopefully Star Wars. <laughs> like you're on one of those projects, like, oh, gosh, cross your fingers, you're getting on Star Wars, not Avatar. Yeah, That's my right?
0: Well, it kind of I'm just speculating here, but it kind of feels like you massive or or, you know, the the execs at Ubisoft saw the writing on the wall, which is why they were pursuing different franchises or different licenses and yeah. you know, with with supposedly Avatar movies coming out, that that's a great window to align yourself with and making an Avatar game, but if Star Wars comes along, you know, it's the same playbook, it's just a better team. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and and I'm sure this didn't factor in the decision. Like, they, I'm sure Ubisoft would have <laughs> would have pursued Star Wars anyway. Mm-hmm. But it probably didn't help the division's cause. And you know, Destin just gave the quote about the uh, the underperforming sales metrics. But it probably doesn't help that in 2020 and 2021 that you'd want to really continue on with a game that's set in the middle of a pandemic. Like, maybe it's a little too a little too yeah. on the nose. For uh, yeah, for current th- events
2: these days, there's more than enough uh, reasons to not do it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh. So and,
0: you know, those images of the Capitol from the cover work, uh, yeah. lining up with the news cycle from the last two weeks, it's just like modern modern day domestic and foreign terrorism is just such a such a touchy subject when it stops being fiction you know so I, I can definitely see like let's just go to space Yeah, and nothing to have nothing bad happens in space it's safe
3: yeah. i just realized they're both space films technically yes that's cool yes. so True. so just uh, a quick note avatar 2 is supposed to be out in december 16th 2022 so we'll okay.
0: see interesting so,
1: okay yeah, we'll see if the game ends up aligning with that so yeah. that could be a
0: Avatar hollow.
2: fans. I never liked Avatar. I don't like that movie.
0: Be and careful. I, Max like, Scoville like, is a huge Avatar, I, Avatar fan and he can hear you. I so. didn't
3: really understand. I thought it was like, oh, it's like Pocahontas, but new well, and 3D. Was, everybody said it's, it's like Ferngully,
0: be, right? It's basically it. Ferngully or Pocahontas. Yeah. There's, it's, there's a
3: lot of mishmash of things that have have been done before. And then I saw that and I was like, well, it's really pretty.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a phenomenal. Experience as a mm-hmm. 3D movie in the theaters. Uh, I tried watching it again on uh, <laughs> my old 3D TV. Remember, you know that was that I was don't... a thing for a little while at home with the glasses. And I, I think that movie is not a great movie, and it's way too long. But it was yeah. a heck of an experience in the theater. That said, that world I think could like the the whole concept and conceit of that world could lend itself really well to a, to like a large scale video game. So I think it could end up being a better video game than a movie. I, I I totally Commenters, agree.
2: I want to hear from the biggest avatar fans in our comments. I want to hear like, Destin doesn't know what he's talking about. I what love else? avatar. I have all the shirts or whatever you buy for <laughs> avatar thing. Yeah.
0: Those of you <laughs> without an avatar arm tattoo need not apply.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, um, but yeah. I, I think that universe is ripe for more storytelling, but to everyone's point like the first avatar movie was basically just dances with wolves so like it's it's time to explore more oh, of that universe and i think I, I think a video game is the perfect venue for it.
2: So How long least, have they been making that movie 15 years now like it's not I, I'll It's
0: insane. It when i see it
3: but supposedly the they was- they had
0: 5 yeah
3: yeah so i'm on the avatar.com/films and avatar 2 is scheduled for 2022 avatar 3 is for 2024 <laughs> Four is for 2026 and five is 2028. So they Maybe have this all planned like, out. they they're they, they they shooting all
2: the four coming. of the others all at once and they're just waiting to release them or something. That,
0: I think that was the, because pl- you, you know how like the Lord of the Rings trilogy filmed these things back to back to back um, because, you know, the team's already there, production's already there. So I think that's the plan they were running with. And then who knows? Like, I don't know what happened, but I feel like I've been hearing there are five Avatar movies coming since I was in high school. Which yeah. was a long time ago. So
1: well I don't to, I don't know what's coming. To put a bow on this, I wanna just I know some of you out there are probably like, move on, guys, but this is a big this is a big story. I mean, this is the first non EA Star Wars game in a decade. So um the last thing I wanted to come back to, and I wanna I'll go around the panel here, is just to bring this back to what we do know that this massive Star Wars game is, which is an open world Star Wars game. Now uh, i've I've really enjoyed your points that you've all made about uh, we seem to all be in agreement that we don't want it to be just in one place. But what I wanted to come back to was, uh, have there have there been any open world Star Wars games? because like Kotor, both of them i they weren't really open world games. They were kind of you know, you'd take your ship and you'd go to a planet, and there was just kind of a limited area that you could wander around it was i you know that was in the that was really before open world games um well i guess there was grand theft auto but there really weren't any other ones back then destin can you think of any like have we really had any open world star wars games
2: i'm definitely not the star wars expert like there's been a few star wars games that i've enjoyed over the years but i i can't think of like an open world star wars like a like a gta or an assassin's yeah. creed i i don't think they've ever done that
3: Brandon, i guess is, i guess
2: water is the closest yeah, the thing republic, they've ever done right? and the yeah, public, not,
0: yeah not that i can recall but yeah i mean it kind of depends on the definition of open world because there are so many different variations of it like you know dragon edge inquisition is an open world game but it's a collection of like six big maps right? right um knights of the old republic was a lot of really wide hallways but it was technically open world so i i don't i mean to answer your point i don't think i can't recall a a true open world star wars game um but they've gotten close with with some with you know it's just very huge maps that you can explore and walk around and and do stuff where it's not just like checkpoint
1: a b c you know miranda i feel like if there had been one you'd know about it because you you and your team would have had to do a big wiki about it Mm -hmm.
3: it's true i would have been like yeah definitely i know what that one is no there is there is not that one game that was hugely open worlds unfortunately but this could be a cool opportunity for them i'm I'm curious to see what they'll have um i think a plenty of opportunity for puzzles that's something i'm hoping for i think there's some cool jedi puzzles out there even if you're not a jedi they do have puzzles that's all i've got
1: (laughs) the more the merrier uh in that department so we'll see a lot to learn but it's it's gonna be story focused uh and the question is yeah it'll at least yeah it won't It won't be, (laughs) I think Miranda, you were saying earlier that a lot of the Ubisoft open worlds feel the same to you. This being Star Wars will probably not be guilty of that again, just by the nature of it being uh, a space game, a Star Wars game. So we'll be keeping a close eye on this one in the coming years. Next up this week, uh, I uh, am an all-time fan. I, I think Ninja Gaiden, the original Xbox remake, of course, arcade and and nes original but tomonobu itagaki and team ninja's ninja gaiden is to me a hall of fame video game it's it's one of the best pure action games ever made uh well itagaki-san has had a an interesting road since he left team ninja he formed valhalla games which did uh a very poorly regarded Wii U exclusive whose name I can't even remember at the moment because I was foolish enough to not write it down. But now uh he is he's back out on the trail again with a new studio. Uh he posted an interview with Bloomberg uh and and was it's a big long thing, but the, the thing I wanted to zero in on was Itagaki san uh was asked if what he would do if Microsoft called to say hey you know Want to come back and work with us again like you did on Ninja Gaiden and and Dead or Alive? And Itagaki-san said, "Uh, I established my own company, Itagaki Games, which is not Tecmo nor Valhalla. I know Microsoft is still aggressive. If they reach out to me, it will be an honor for me. So obviously nothing, you know, no hardcore news there or anything, but... um, Brandon, did you were you a Ninja Gaiden guy back in the in the day? We
0: we actually did a Let's Play series, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Um, I I did play Ninja Gaiden or Ninja Gaiden Black. I can't remember which one. We would have probably Uh,
1: done Black for the Let's Play, but I I,
0: think so. Yeah, but you know, years before that, I actually did play it. Um, I never finished it, but I really really enjoyed it. It's that perfect mix of like super precise action advent action adventure ish kind of game uh more action i would say but it's also you know crazy hard which is something that i really respond to well in video games so um i think there is a sort of vacuum right now uh missing the next big from soft game and i know it's not one to one at all right those are very different experiences but you know, a very exacting, precise, difficult game that requires really strong inputs and understanding of, of you know, mechanics uh, to succeed. I think there's a vacuum for that. And I think that's something that Microsoft doesn't really have in their platform right now. Um, it would be cool. But, you know, when I first read that quote, I was like, oh, it would be an honor for him to join Microsoft Studios. I think it, it reads more, it would be an honor just to be asked. It's like, oh, yeah. it's a, it's an honor just to be nominated, you know? Um so I I don't know I, I smart play for Microsoft I I think I, I think that guy's clearly got the pedigree right
1: yeah if they were I mean I think he's just saying he would like if they called I don't think he's saying yeah well, when them, I first
0: yeah. read it I was like there you go just make the yeah. check out to cash
1: <laughs> Destin we you know we have heard Microsoft talk about that they're they're still interested in, in Japanese game development talent and and getting better representation from Japanese game developers on the Xbox Do you think this could be a good fit here.
2: Yeah, I mean, who really wants a new Ninja Gaiden game? Oh, wait, everybody <laughs> wants one. Yeah, hire him. Like, call it something else. Like, I don't know. Well, they like, have to. Yeah, it's just he's clearly very talented. He made Ninja Gaiden games that people love and adore even to this day. Uh, I, w- I would love to see a new game in that style. But I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to make Ninja Gaiden games anymore. Like, I don't know what's going on there. There's this fantastic developer who made some fantastic games. There's a huge demand for it. Well, uh, he
1: can't because he's he doesn't work for Koei Tecmo anymore. So he, he can't mm-hmm. make Ninja Gaiden, but as you say, you know, he could make he could make ninja Raiden. <laughs> <You> no, <know, laughs>
0: just <laughs> make 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 it a strong, silent female protagonist. Call it Ninja Girlden. Perfect. We're done. All right, guys. <laughs> see you later. Thanks. <laughs>
1: Get out. <laughs> Brandon's last show, everybody.
0: Yeah, all right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I would love to see him do a, another uh, ninja-style game, and I
1: think a lot of people would. Miranda, was this, uh, is this genre, is this series, was that uh, up, up your alley at all?
3: Action games are, action games are great. I agree. Let's uh, continue to keep uh, diversifying what Microsoft has in their pocket, and I think that'd be pretty cool to, you know, add to the cards maybe, but who knows?
1: Well, and it certainly wouldn't cost them $7.5 billion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to <was, it> <laughs> scoop about Inagaki and, and what is probably a reasonably small team. But, yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to mention this story this week because I am one of the uh, – CJ Gibson I want to give a shout-out to, former IGN video producer. Uh, he, he's actually a wor- literal world-class Ninja Gaiden player. Yeah. He competed in, in wow. global tournaments. Uh, Professionally.
0: Asian- you yes, earned money sure. and everything.
1: Yeah. We have so, a let's play series
2: of Ninja Gun One and Two with him and Mitchell. And they, they don't die, they, right? They do not die in the entirety of well, I won't spoil it, but you'll have to watch all of one and two <laughs> to see what happens <laughs> by the end. It's pretty great.
0: Destin tried to the shove game. the cat back into the bag.
2: <laughs> no, no, like there's definitely something that happens that's worth
1: watching. Yeah. I I probably the, the peak. Moment of challenge in Ninja in One slash Ninja Gaiden Black is uh, it's about halfway through. It's either chapter seven or chapter eight, and it's the boss fight with Alma. Uh, it is that's one of the most memorably challenging and frustrating <laughs> boss fights. Awesome. I've I almost definitely almost broke a controller with that. But then that's the thing. It's that thing where you you get through it and you're like, it's that immense satisfaction, yeah. and then the rest of the game is like is you're just you're just skating downhill after that um but i believe ninja gaiden i believe the original xbox version is uh is compatible on series x i'm just going to look it up real quick um cuz it's it actually had it had native widescreen support in it originally and which means it's aged extremely well i mean the resolution is you know what 480 or whatever but it's uh it is really Ninja Gaiden as I dragged the show to a halt.
3: This is important. Ryan's pulling up right. There
1: it is. Yeah. Ten bucks. Both uh well, all three, but Ninja I could not possibly recommend it more. Um it it's a locked sixty frames a second. It's you will you will not regret that ten dollars if you've never played Ninja Gaiden. Um all right, so let's see. How are we doing on time here for the show? Oh goodness, we are We're quickly close. running out of it. Yeah. Um in fact there's meeting there are other meetings beeping at me already. Yep. Uh quickly, actually, yeah, let's let's pause there. We'll move to the loot box because I do want to make sure to get to that. Um, other than you know what, real quick, I'll mention game pass for this week control hitting game pass. Actually, that's just on the PC side. I think it's Amran, is it already there on Xbox? Were you because I know I, you
3: were I played it. Play it on PC. I purchased it. Okay. So, so
1: <laughs> I, I believe it is.
3: I PC oh, yeah. this week.
1: Uh Desperados 3, which is actually a sneaky good game. I played that at, at E3 Judges Week a couple of years ago. Uh that's uh on Thursday. Also Donut County, another just super fun game. Um and and Miranda. Uh, go ahead. Outer Wilds! Outer Wilds.
3: What is it? <laughs> I'm really excited. I couldn't really see me doing the, like the woo! anyway. It's how it all Yes, woo!
1: and then uh, and then next week, next week hitting Game Pass. You have a game called Cyber Shadow, and then The Medium. You know, the first official next-gen Xbox exclusive launching into Game Pass. That's January 28th, and then uh, Yakuza three, four, and five remastered as well on January 28th. So uh, if, you've, if you got into the series with, with uh, Like a Dragon at, on launch day for Series X, there's your chance with Game Pass to play some more of those games. All right, loot box time. This is the part of the show where you send in your video comment via Yappa, which is our, our little built-in thing uh, ab- right above the comments on any page on IGN.com. Uh, and you submit your question for the panel just wide open something you'd like to have us discuss. In this case, Steve Perry uh, talking uh, a very relevant topic with that, with that massive Star Wars game discussion earlier. Uh, Steve asking about some Star Wars stuff and Xbox. Go ahead, Steve.
0: What's going on, Lock team? I've got a question for you that's something that maybe you've already thought about, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on. With the Star Wars license for gaming seeming to be more widely available now, what for you would be a dream pairing between a Microsoft or an Xbox game studio and a story to tell in the Star Wars universe and why? For me, for example, I would love to see Ninja Theory do a story about a Sith Lord's rise to power where you actually play as a Sith Lord. Love to hear your thoughts, love the show, and look forward to it every week.
1: Steve, that uh, first of all, that's a great question, great suggestion too. With Ninja Theory, with their background in in like the dark side of mental health through ex- expressed through their video games, that that could be really good. Uh, I'll go Brandon Tyrell's way first. No, 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 I'm last. Oh, Please, I'm gonna you. go Miranda's uh, way first, then because she's got something <laughs> written down.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna say I can go first. Give everyone a second. Uh, so <laughs> I thought about this, and I feel like I've been talking about point and click adventures a lot lately and I I don't apologize because they are just so fun. They're such a great palette cleanser. I would love to see Double Fine do some sort of comedic point and click adventure uh, featuring droids because I think droids are, are really loved in the Star Wars universe and I think we could always use some more like droid adventures and I think they could get up to all sorts of creative things too and of course you have droids of many different shapes and sizes and so they could get up into a lot of trouble with a point and click adventure so I think that could be it could be a lot of fun
1: that's such a good idea and you know it's funny you you've made me think now like i was i was a big fan of the lucas arts point and clicks in the original lucas arts days you know <laughs> monkey island full throttle day of the tentacle grim fandango and it's kind of amazing there weren't any star wars point and click adventure games there was an indiana jones one that was really well regarded but there was never a star wars point and click adventure so i like that miranda it's time to time to fix that destin does anything come to mind for you or do you want me to go
2: not hear me out on this one okay turn 10
1: okay Okay. now
2: that's pod racing (laughs) yeah so so we have the pod racer game like you have like a land-based racing location that you could go to um you could go into the space type location if you look at like I think it was episode two or episode three. It opens up and they're in space and they're like trying to take out the Star Destroyer and everything. You could have all these cool like races that you have to do in order to uh, lead a squadron or something. And you could actually tell a really, really interesting story through all of the speed-based sequences within the Star Wars universe. And turn 10 does racing games better than almost any, or at least on par with than than anyone. Grand, Go ahead Grand ahead Turismo it. would be the only one that would come close to what they're able to do, you know, but turn 10 is just absolutely phenomenal. And I think it would be super cool to see what they could do with a a racing star Wars IP. I started it as a joke, but then I started thinking about it like (laughs) while we were getting to this segment and I'm like, Oh, actually that could be really neat.
1: I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, I'll say for me, I've already been beating the drum this episode, but I'm going back to the well on this. KOTOR three. If, (laughs) if, The EA thing is over. I mean, there was the, the Bioware connection with EA. So it's like, <laughs> we could have had KOTOR 3 this whole time. We have not. Uh, and Bioware now is a little busy trying to rebuild their reputations with uh, Dragon Age 4 and Mass Effect 4 in, in the early stages. So they're out. But who, who's around? That would be Obsidian. And now they're backed by Microsoft and the the uh, virtually limitless Microsoft resources. They're busy with Avowed, but hey, after Avowed, why not? They made KOTOR 2 and they did a heck of a job. So uh, that that's what I want to see, is is Obsidian making KOTOR 3 finally. That would be my dream. Uh, Brandon, do you have something?
0: Yeah, uh, well, actually... You know, not to joke, but see, I was actually thinking about Turn Ten doing some sort of pod racing thing. So I'm glad Destin jumped on there and then ruined my train of thought. But <laughs> yeah. the other one I was thinking is Undead Labs, with their sort of oh, systemic uh, systemic approach to games. Um, they already have a game where you jump between different characters. I would love some kind of like clone era. Like you're a trooper, you know, and it's, you're, you're going out on missions to different areas and you hop back and forth between troopers and you, you know, they, they gain and earn personality based on the, the just harrowing crap they've had to go through. Like I had, I crawled inside a Tauntaun and now he's got like a red smear on his helmet. And you're like, that's Fred. Um, I, I think there's, there's, there's really, really cool moments for like just normal, joes in the star wars universe and i think undead labs has a really cool system for that um in place already outside of that i don't think we've had a star wars rts ever or it's been a long time so i think world's edge at some point really yeah i I can't recall it but like world's edge after their they wrap up age of empires um thinking back to some of the things that we've seen in in star wars like the huge battles from the uh the prequel trilogy right uh i You've never really been able to command that and lead those battles. And I, I think that would be really cool to just send an army of droids moving forward. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, have your little hero figures. And Jar Jar Binks is like, Misa, gonna save the day. And um, I, I think there's a, there's a cool uh, opportunity to make some sort of Star Wars RTS just so nice. you can, like, or similar to like the Total War series, right? You can You can manage these massive battles. Uh, and that really speaks to me as a person who well, doesn't uh, get to manage battles.
1: In the last era of of Lucas trusting outside developers, awesome outside developers to make Star Wars games, which gave us KOTOR, which gave us KOTOR two, which gave us Jedi Knight two, uh, Petroglyph, a renowned RTS studio, there did make uh, Empire at War two thousand six. But again, you're talking that's fifth. That's as of now, fifteen years ago. So yeah. I that's, a, I, that's a high, I,
0: a freshman high schooler.
1: Yeah, I hear your call. I hear your call. I respect your call for a new Star Wars strategy game. All right, we are about out of time, but since this is Destin's last show before for the next couple months, we've got to give him a chance to get on the board here on trivia. So far, only Miranda is on the board. So quickly, we've got an excellent question from uh, Kanu from Wisconsin. The Xbox 360 ushered in HD gaming on console. However, which of these notable early Xbox 360 games did not originally run in native 1280 by 720p, but a slightly lower resolution, which was, of course, a decision that, that some developers made for frame rate reasons on the 360? Was it Mass Effect? Was it Halo 3? Was it Bioshock? Or was it The Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion? destin i will go your way first
2: yeah this this question's like right up my alley and i actually have no idea (laughs) um i'm gonna guess i don't i really don't know um elder scrolls d I,
1: i don't know brandon
0: i also have no idea and i've played all these games on the 360 um, I'm gonna say Elder Scrolls just because it's such a huge game. Hey. So I, I am. I imagine frame rate was going to be an issue, but I also remember the textures were kind of trash. So I don't know if it was a an issue or not. But regardless, D Elder Scrolls. Alright, All you're so I your fingers.
1: on this. <laughs> Miranda.
3: Sorry, I'm gonna be boring. And I was also thinking D um, Oblivion just because it is so large. Also, that was the only game of these three that I didn't play.
1: Okay. All right, so everyone united, which doesn't happen often here in the Unlock Block trivia segment. So you're either all getting a point or none of you are. Uh, you are, unfortunately, all syncing together, no. not swimming together on this. It was Is Halo the- 3. Halo 3 was just a touch under, just to keep that 30 frames per second back on the, the 360. Uh, so, yeah, it was Halo 3, which was kind of surprising in hindsight what when was you think it? about it
0: esteemed apologies to bethesda
1: and (laughs) i'd have to to go back and look it up uh i don't have it in front of me but yeah i i remembered this as well when when this question was sent in and it, it was just slightly below it's not far but it's just off so excellent question there if anybody else i still need good trivia questions to try and stump the panel with and please Don't just Google Xbox trivia because I know what comes up because a million of you send it to me, which is what's the last original Xbox game ever released? We've done that question before. But uh, reach into your bag of tricks. Come up with a cool Xbox trivia question. Email it to us, unlocked at IGN.com. And then remember for the loot box, just go to this episode's page on IGN. So just Google IGN unlocked four seventy eight. Go down and leave your YAPA comment uh, and you could be featured as Steve was earlier. You could be featured on the show uh, asking the panel a question. All right, we've got a roll. I'm on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Miranda, how about you?
3: You can find me at Havoc Girls, and that's Havoc with a K on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and everywhere else. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get a cat to come up here. It's my cat, Morty. You guys never see her. And I, I'm sorry, audio listeners, that you can't see this, but I'm trying to coax her up. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me.
1: Brandon Tyrell.
0: I am on Twitter at Brandon Tyrell.
1: Destin, we're going to miss you, my friend. Where can, we, uh, where can we find you to keep track on you while you're out? If I post anything, it'll be on Twitter <laughs> at Destin LeGarry. But just look at that cat.
0: <laughs> you're still baby. It's okay, yeah,
1: Daisy's. she's just out of camera view. She's down, she's just down under, under the view. But uh, all right, we're already a little over time for... Miranda and Brandon, and the temporarily outgoing Destin Legary Destin, on behalf of uh, all three of us, uh congratulations to you and your wife. We wish you both the very best in your your the new chapter of your life adventure together, and uh, we're going to miss you, but we're very happy for you. Destin, do you have anything to say about that? He cut off oh, I, I I just said I just said thank you, Ryan. Oh, I cut off. Uh, see, the, the perils of working. A nice heartfelt moment ruined by ruined by the internet technology that we rely on to do this. It show. probably
0: sounded like a wave of existential dread just washed over him.
1: Oh my goodness! Whoa, All well, right, nice. well, <laughs> Destiny do you have any parting words?
2: No, just uh, thank you, everybody, for you know latching onto the BAM and for letting me be a part of the unlock crew i'll be back in a few weeks <laughs> sounds good we'll look forward to it
1: all Justin, right we'll who, who
0: do you want who do you want to carry the bam torch while you're gone legitimate question
2: oh, that's a good question if if i ask you to do it you'll just like bam everybody i'm drinking my I, I can so i can Mar- bring
0: i can bring the energy i'll tell you what miranda and i'll pass off hand, hand it oh. off one week or another
1: okay okay sounds all good right. i like that all right we'll see everybody next week take care <laughs>